0: You're listening to the Run the Riot podcast, where we talk about all things ultra running. I'm your host, David Terrio, and man, I'm pumped that you are here. Let's see what we can get into today. Hey there, my friends. Welcome to another episode of the Run the Riot podcast. And you know what, dudes? Life is busy. It is crazy. I'm training for the Triple Crown of 200s. I've got stuff going on at work, stuff going on at home. Life is crazy. So, you know, I missed a couple podcasts. So um, it's just going to have to be like that, probably through the Triple Crown. I've got some people lined up. I've got some awesome people lined up. I had a few cancellations over the past few weeks, uh, postponements, I guess. But uh, I've got a bunch lined up. Uh, Some good stuff, interesting stuff, and today is one of those, man, Mr. Mike McKnight. We're catching up with Mike McKnight, man. I interviewed him when I first started the podcast, episode number six, and now he's back for number 87. Man, he's done a lot since we talked last. Last time, we focused mostly on the Triple Crown of 200s that he won all three, and since then, he's run that zero-calorie, 100-mile. He did the Colorado Trail FKT. We talk about his uh, DNF at Cocodona 250, and he's got some big stuff. Uh, coming up. Some big things he's going to do the rest of this year and really big FKT he's working on for next year. You're going to love this. I love Mike. Mike's a good guy uh, and I love his approach to things. I like that he likes attempting things that are tough and uh anyway yeah so you're gonna love this episode um mike is an awesome guy so before we get started look i'm gonna be really quick with these sponsors because you know what i'm really busy i've got stuff going on i've got to pack up after this and i've got to get to the silver rush 50 to go run 50 miles as a training run for the triple crown of 200s and then after that i'm gonna be running the two days after to make like a training camp isn't that crazy yeah i'm doing it Got to do what I got to do to get this triple crown done, man. I got to get my body ready and my brain. So, that being said, here are the sponsors. First of all, ExoSkin. I'll be wearing those for the Silver Rush 50, the Toes. Man, they keep my feet happy. All their stuff will keep you chafe-free, uh, keep your body happy. And if you go to www.exoskin.us and use the code RUNTHERIOT, you get a big discount, man. And then, every product has a 30-day money-back guarantee. You try it for 30 days, you don't like it. You get your money back. All right. Also, check out www.runnersworldtulsa.com. And if you're in the Tulsa area, you need anything for running from ultras to 5Ks, anything, uh, go to Runners World Tulsa, and they will help you out. They are awesome. You're looking for a race? Go to the Outlaw 100, www.outlaw100.com. Outlaw race series, they are amazing. In fact, when this comes out, Uh, I believe that night will be the dark and dirty uh, 50K and and some of the lesser distances. Uh, My buddy Jeremy and Alicia, they put these things on, and they do a great job. So check those out. You know you want to. You know you're back back racing and looking for ways to race. Uh, And then there's another race, the Screaming Monkey 100. Um, Check that one out. Uh, Go to Ultra Sign Up. Do a search for Screaming Monkey uh, and there's a hundred mile, and you can get a discount. The only discount for this race: is ten percent off if you use the code "Run the Riot" one two three. Run the Riot one two three. All right. I told you that was going to be quick. I hope you <laughs> I hope you had something to write it down. All right, let's get started with my friend Mike McKnight. All right. On today's episode of the Run the Riot podcast, we get
1: to catch up with a, a friend of mine, Mr. Michael McKnight. Mike, how's it going, man? Doing so good. Just enjoying the, the hot weather that we have. No more snow. And yeah, it's just good right now. How, how, uh, what's the temperature like there in Utah, man? Um, we're upper 90s, getting close to
0: 100. Okay, It's pretty hot for us. Yeah, is it? Um, I was surprised when I moved to Oklahoma how humid it is. Is is it? How is it? Where you are? Is it pretty dry or is there some humidity going on?
1: Relatively dry usually, but it's been a little bit more of a humid summer for us as well. Yeah, yeah. So okay, we, gotcha. we have few mix going.
0: Well, how's your How's your training going, man? You you catching some? Ice? I saw you post something a really really steep, uh, crazy ten thousand feet of you know, elevation gain and 24 miles or something. So evidently you're doing pretty good with training.
1: Yeah, I am trying to put in the miles. Um, I'm more tired than usual. I think I'm still feeling the effects of coca but but I'm still getting the miles in and hoping I bounce back with my levels of fatigue here sh- shortly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: oh, yeah, definitely. We want to
0: get in, get into a uh, Coca-Dona and stuff, but I was looking back, I was trying to remember because you were one of the, uh, first podcast guests that I had you, you number six. And so this podcast is going to be number, uh, and that was November of 2019. And so this one's going to be, I think number 87. So it was time to catch up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> no. Um, so since then, I mean, a lot has happened, uh, um you know we've had the the covid year and and so we all had to figure out how to be ultra runners during that time and um so it was it was then that you decided you were going to do a a zero calorie 100 mile um hmm. and so just and and as a uh you know most people know that you're you're a low carb runner fat adapted um and uh, i i was i'm not now so, you know, we'll see what happens, but, <laughs> cause I liked
1: it. Um,
0: but, uh, why aren't anyway. you
1: doing it anymore then? Wh- what's that? If you liked it, why aren't you doing it anymore? Well, I kind of, I fell out
0: after some races and then, uh, you know, one race after another, I, I just, I didn't, I couldn't make the, they couldn't get re- readapted quick enough. So I just kinda, and I was doing some, some more intensity training and it's carbon up for it. And so, I yeah. don't know. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. But, um, you know, we, we can, we can talk a little bit about that. Cause I want to hear, you know, that's part of your experiment to run a hundred miles with a bag of salt, <laughs> a bag of salt and water. Um, so going into it, man, um, what, what, what made you decide to do it? Uh, was it just part of COVID crazy or you just wanted to, to just test your body?
1: Yeah. I just wanted to test my body. Always been curious to know if, um, if it was possible, like I was always curious to know how possible it was to go, like how far you could go on zero calories. Yeah. Um, Just because like I, I did most of my training runs in a fasted state just because like digestively I did better and I didn't notice any energy dips. So that's just what I did because I felt good doing it. And so it was, uh, the question was always in my head, like, you know, like I remember doing a 50 K training run without any calories and felt fine. Um, and it was like a relatively quick pace for me. And so I was just like, you know, I was like, what, what's that limit? What's that threshold for how far can I go without eating any calories? Then COVID happened and I wanted to get a hundred miles in and I was just like, all right, let's just go out and do a hundred miles and see if I can do it without any calories and see if it's possible. And if it is possible, see how easy it is, see how hard it is. Um, you know, just see what happens. <laughs> Yeah. So so uh you did it uh around where you live, right? Around the
0: valley where you live? Is that what you
1: Yeah, it's um it's kind of funny like when I started like thinking like I want I want to do this, um I sat down and I pulled up the route builder on Strava <clears throat> and I like, you know, clicked on my front door and started heading south. And then as soon as like I got kind of far enough as far south as I I live in a valley, I'm surrounded by mountains. Yeah. And as soon as I got as far south as I could, I started heading west to the other mountains and when I hit those mountains and I started heading north and like you know first try when I by the time I got back to my house just like guessing and piecing it together it was like 101.2 miles or something like that. So took me like five minutes to build the route. It was um, meant to be <laughs> so, I know it was like perfect. <laughs> um so yeah I started at the front door did a big loop around this valley and ended at my front door and it was just over hundred miles. Um and I did it that way mostly because I wanted, instead of like going deep into the mountains, like, you know, this is kind of an unknown territory. Yeah. So I wanted to make sure I was still in an area where I had service. I could be picked up if I had any issues. Um, at no point was I ever more than like 15 or 20 minutes away from my house in terms of drive time. So, yeah, you know, I want to make sure it was a safe environment too um, yeah. in case something did happen. That's that's smart. And and uh I was just
0: thinking like to crew you for it or like aid station. I mean, all anybody had to bring was water. (laughs) What do you need? Water.
1: (laughs) I had water drops. I had people pace me and they gave me water. Um uh like the biggest crew spot I had was mile sixty five, which was my parents' house. Um and yeah, I just like sat down in a chair for five minutes and Instead of hot water, they brought me out a nice cup of ice cold water. So that was a nice little treat. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just salt or sorry, just water. And then I had raw salt. And when I say raw, I just mean like it was just a bag of salt and then a bag of potassium and a bag of magnesium. And okay. Yeah, right. you,
0: you went raw with the, um, I mean, with the materials because you wanted to make sure there was no calories, right? I mean, it's pretty hardcore because yeah. <laughs> I, I guess even the, you know, uh, salt. Cap or whatever might have a couple calories in it. So yeah, that, the
1: capsule. Yeah, yeah. I was just gonna use um succeed caps because yeah. that's what I use at all my races. Uh, but then my coach Jeff Browning uh, on one of our calls, he was like, you know, technically, if you want to get super picky about this, those capsules probably have some calories. <laughs> it's like, dang <laughs> it, like, Jeff. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I just ordered the um. It's called Bulk Supplements. Um. It's like yeah. a white bag with an orange logo, and it's uh-huh. just yeah. Just a Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'll tell you though, like um salt obviously is salty. Magnesium doesn't really have much of a taste, but um potassium is nasty as hell, dude. (laughs) 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 So well, and I guess
0: how much were you having to mix? I mean, you you I guess you had it calculated kind of what you were, you know, your mix
1: and everything, but um No dude, this is like the most unscientific like I had three baggies: my salt baggie, my potassium, and my magnesium. <laughs> Just stick yeah, your finger yeah, in it. <laughs> really? Stuck my finger stuck it in every hour, and that was it. <laughs> no wonder, man.
0: That, that's awesome. Um, yeah. I haven't tasted potassium by itself, so um, I don't know. Yeah. I might have to give it a it's shot.
1: <laughs> um, fishy, fishy taste to it. Oh, really?
0: Yeah. Uh, that's funny because bananas are full of potassium, but they don't—they don't taste like fish. I know. <laughs>
1: so, <Weird. laughs> Yeah
0: well um so um so doing it man tell me tell me about the the highs and lows i mean um you had you had to have gotten
1: hungry at some point right no <laughs> really really I mean, the only time i was like the only time i was like hungry and it was more of a mental thing like my stomach never you know when you like fast your stomach just starts making those noises like yeah yeah like i'm hungry like i never had anything like that but um like at my parents, so there's two times I, I saw a, a box of donuts that somebody littered. When <laughs> yeah, I yeah. saw those donuts, I was like, "Ooh, that looks really good." <laughs> um, and then at mile 65, when I was leaving, my family was gonna go inside and have like a good steak dinner. Um, so that was that was a really like hard moment. But you know, as soon as I like got two minutes out running away, I was fine. So it was more just mental. But I was never really that hungry. That that's that's pretty awesome. Did you um did you weigh yourself before and after any anything like that or
0: do any kind of fat test or anything? You just kind of just did it.
1: Yeah, I just hopped on the scale. I lost almost ten pounds, but after a day of eating again, like it all came back. Yeah. Do you think you think uh, some of that might have been,
0: you know, I mean, usual. I, I I you know we always lose. I mean, I always lose. You know, when I run hundred miles, but um, do you think some of that was just fluids or whatever or
1: yeah um I, actually i don't know i oh yeah intestines emptying whatever <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Is, like i said it's the most unscientific way i could have done it yeah yeah because i'm
0: thinking oh you could have did these tests or whatever
1: and I, I, was like, I just ran i just ran yeah. and Stick my finger
0: in salt and potassium <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. i am talking to um goo though they have like a mobile um metabolic lab yeah um, and we're looking at me doing this again but actually like with testing. Uh
0: that would be uh that would be I mean that would really be cool. That would that'd be tremendous and do um you know see how much fat you're burning and and all that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You you'd be up for doing that again? <laughs> yeah, like like I said there was no issues. Um felt great all all during it. My recovery you- was great. Like there was no issues. Did you, um, did you eat? I mean, eat heavily. I know you didn't carb
0: load, but did you, did you, you know, pack on a little bit ahead of time, you know, extra calories the day before or the week before or something like that?
1: No extra. Um, okay. I probably, I probably approach it opposite of that, actually. Um, like I, I started intermittent fasting um, a couple of months leading up to it, and I used to never intermittent fast. Yeah. Um, so I started intermittent fasting a lot. It started, lowering my calorie intake just to um get my body used to to that feeling um to performing on lower calories so wow so yeah no i didn't do a load up the morning of i had like breakfast and i had um, bacon and eggs and i had an orange and then i stepped out the door and went nice you um and what was your time was like 18 something uh yeah it's
0: 1830 uh, upper 1830s nice and uh what was your was the elevation gain on it uh it
1: was um, just a little over five thousand. okay so it, i mean it had had some yeah yeah that's, <laughs> the, yeah that's the thing with northern utah like our like our flat <laughs> so, yeah got some elevation to it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah so one of the when i saw you 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 were going to do it and do it and i'm like i don't know i guess same kind of mindset, like, Oh, that's awesome. I wonder what's going to happen, you know? And I was, I I was wanting, you know, to just to see if you'd be able to do it and all that. And I thought it was really cool. I was surprised that after you did it at that's some of the messages and comments you got of people that were like, that's so stupid. That's dangerous. People are going to think they can do that
1: and go out to, and I was just like, Whoa, like that. Did that surprise you too? Yeah. Yeah, it really did. And it kind of upset me at first, but um, I mean, it's been going on since, and I just, I'm at the point where I don't care anymore. But <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I, it, I, I just didn't, I don't know, I just
0: didn't think anybody would have a problem with you just trying that. And like you said, you did it safely. You were near your, your house. If you got tired mm-hmm. or whatever, you could have said, come get me and go eat a steak. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I
1: know. Like I, like, like I don't let it, get to me when people critique me about it. But um, over the past year, I've developed some pretty strong uh, beliefs on nutrition and how backwards the world is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like the biggest thing I've been feeling, like, you know, I got told all the time how like unhealthy it was to do something like that. And just, it's not good for the body, whatever. Um, There's a lot of people out there who are against fasting, especially if you're like an endurance athlete. Yeah. But like, you know, I, like I strongly... Like, I, I happily would challenge that insight and that opinion because, like, you know, can can you really say that it's healthier to go run 100 miles and gorge yourself with M&Ms and Skittles and Coca-Cola and ginger ale? Like, like yeah. nutrition that you're having in an ultra is... It's terrible to be honest. It is, it is. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of things I don't eat or drink unless I'm running 100 miles. I know, exactly.
0: yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, but like you talk about zero calories and like putting your body in a fasted state. Like, I mean, the reality is, like, I ate just before I started and I ate just after I finished. So I only went without food for 19 hours, not yeah. that long. Um, yeah. Like my inflammation was so low, like it was incredible, like no inflammation at all, which I think contributes to how quickly I recovered from that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think there's a lot to it. And I, yeah, I just think it's kind of backwards how, you know, we joke about and laugh about and celebrate just gorging ourselves at these ultras. But if somebody tries to do it with no calories, then they're... um, they got an eating disorder and they're super unhealthy it's, it's yeah. kind of weird
0: <laughs> yeah yeah well and you know we and and it's crazy we we often hear the the minority that are you know think that we shouldn't you know do something and that's the one that's loud to us you know but a lot of people there's a lot of people who's like man that, that's cool that you gave it a shot and did it accomplished it so you know anyway yeah kudos man <laughs> um, so um when when you, we talked well, last time, we uh, you were on the podcast, we talked a, about the, the triple crown and uh, some of your fueling for it. And you did, uh, from if, if I remember correctly, you did you did like a lot of juices. I mean, you were fat adapted at the time, but you were taking in you know, du- dual fueling kind of uh, for it, which which you still do that pretty much for for racing, right? Yeah, okay, yeah,
1: I still eat um. I still eat like one of my main go-tos is fruit. Um, I, I eat a lot of fruit in my races. I do apple juice, like the Simply Apple. Um, yeah. I do smoothies, like if I'm in a cruise spot. Um, and then, like in terms of quick, easy sugars, like I use Martin. I don't know if you've ever used them before. But I haven't used. I haven't
0: used them. It's, it's yeah. good.
1: Yeah. It's just like, it's a gel, but it's like, you know, it's got a jello um, texture to it. So it slides down pretty easy, but I mean, it's, it's dextrose, it's sugar. So like, I, you know, I still do it. I just do it a lot. You know, you know, I do it just not as often as um, you know, carb dependent athletes. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well,
0: so, so anyway, you, you, you did that adventure and um, anyway, people, people are still talking about it and i would love let me know if or put it i'm sure you'll put it out there i guess if you can if goo does this study i i'd love to to follow that and uh you know and see what we can come up with um so after that uh that adventure you um you decided to do the colorado trail fkt Mm -hmm. was was that just kind of on your radar or was it after uh courtney um and I'm trying to remember because I saw the, the watch the YouTube, but uh, was it after Courtney uh, had to stop that you decide, or you were, you were just going to plan on doing it anyway?
1: No, the whole Colorado trail is very um, sporadic, um, sporadic as it could be. I think like um, I was out. I don't know if you've heard of the Uintas in Utah. Mm-mm, no, uh, um, it's our highest mountain range. Um okay. it's where like our highest peak is and stuff. So I was out there training um, during her attempt. And I was training, there's a, there's a route called the U into Highline route. It's, um, 85 miles and it's pretty rugged terrain. I was training on that. Um, thinking about going after the FKT on that. Yeah. Then I got out and, um, <clears throat> you know, I was following Courtney and I got home that night and I texted her crew, um, who I'm good friends with Maggie Guterl. Yeah. Um, asked her if I could come out, if Courtney would be okay if I came out and paced her for some of the Colorado trail. And then she got back to me and you know, she's like, You must not have seen it, but she had a drop and she's in the hospital right now. Yeah. So, you know, I read up on that. And then a couple of days after that, I texted Courtney just to, you know, tell her I'm sorry that it ended that way, see how she was doing. And she replied to me and um just like a couple of texts in she said that um you know she feels that there's a lot of potential on that trail and she thinks i should go for it sometime um that's cool yeah so that's, I, just, that, I mean
0: that's really cool that somebody you know that, i don't know that's what i love about our trail running community man like someone you know she just didn't accomplish her goal and she's like dude you should go for it you know
1: yeah. I, 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 that's great i love it, <laughs> while, I love it. She's yeah, while she's in the hospital <laughs> yeah while she's in the hospital that's great Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. so yeah she put the idea in my head um and I was jobless, like I, I, I work a nine to five, like I always have, and I do now, but at the time I lost my job because of COVID. Yeah. And so, you know, after she put the idea in my head, it was like the second week of August, third week of August. Um, and I just kind of sat down and I was like, it's like, you know, this is like, I'm not going to have a lot of time in the future to take seven days off from work to yeah. go do something like this. So like now's the time. And so I texted Ben light, um, a good buddy of mine. And I was like, Hey, thinking of, you know, doing the Colorado trail sometime, what do you think? And he like, he's like, Oh yeah, I'd love to come crew you. Um, here's some dates that I'm free. And so like, I, I just picked that the date that he was free, which happened to be like three weeks later. (laughs) Um, yeah. Like planning. (laughs) Yeah. So like, as soon as she put the idea in my head, um, it was, yeah. Just a little over three weeks later, we were in Durango and going for it. <laughs> Dude. That's awesome. Did did your, uh, I guess for these things, I mean, your,
0: your wife seems to be, she's pretty on board with all this, you know, cause us married men with kids, we gotta, <laughs> we gotta check in with the boss, you know, <laughs> but <it's> just, <laughs> Yeah, but, but she was, no, I mean, I'm,
1: yeah, yeah, she is for it. And like, she had the same, you know, idea that I had where it was like, you know, I, I didn't have a job and, um, so yeah, might as well do it now. Um, she, we, we just had a baby, um, like nine months earlier. Yeah. Um, so she, she got her parents to watch that that child of ours. And, um, she ended up coming day three, day four with our son who was almost four at the time. And, um, yeah, she just screwed me for a few days with everybody and, but yeah, she's just, she's always on board for the stuff I want to do. It's pretty great. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That, that's cool. Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, so three weeks to plan a huge, you know, multi-day FKT, um, Ben light, of course, man. Yeah. Ben, Ben's awesome. I yeah. see Ben everywhere, you know, like He's doing everybody, 2019, uh, I'm running Western States at night and, uh, I hear a voice behind me and, uh, I look I was like I recognize that voice. It was ben, he's pacing uh Dion. And then I heard he said, Oh, I'm here pacing or whatever. And then I heard the voice behind him. And uh it was Dion. I met Dion at a. Uh, at Tahoe in 2018 so anyway it's just funny that the, the community you know but yeah. Yeah, ben, Ben's everywhere he's,
1: yeah he's the best
0: yeah so um man so yeah so I mean you get it all together and and uh I want to encourage everybody who's listening if you haven't seen the the YouTube video um what's it from broken to breaking right yep yeah it's really good and uh Mike what I wanted to tell you about this and it's kind of part of what what I talked about a little bit off the air is they videoed everything they showed you when you were feeling good, uh-huh. uh, when you were feeling not so good. And you just like, you know, Hey, that's, and I, I think it's good to show, you know, the reality of it, you know, sometimes, yeah. you know, cause a lot of times people think it's all frolicking through the trails and oh smiles God. and happiness. But uh, tell me, tell me about, you know, this is, this is a huge, huge endeavor. And um, how did you feel? I mean, how did this, um, uh, these, these highs and lows, man, tell me, tell me a little bit about it. Things you remember the most.
1: Yeah. I like, you know, for as quick as it was planned, um, I'm kind of surprised looking back. Um, <clears throat> like there's a line in the video where I say, I, I do a pretty good job at not fully grasping how long or hard something's going to be. Um, so like, to I remember me, that yeah. <laughs> so to me, it was just like, you know, it was just like, yeah, like, this is a 500 mile route. Um, it's going to take a week probably. And like, it didn't worry me at all. Like I didn't have any concerns. I was strangely calm for it. Um, so yeah, going into it, I felt really good. Um, which I think helped me for like all the negative that ended up happening. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, like if my expectations were low and those things happened then I might've dropped, but where my expectations were so high and I was so calm that, as those things started to happen, like it was just kind of like slowly bringing me down, and like I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It kind of eats you out, <laughs> it leveled yeah, you out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the time my expectations were pretty low, it was like, like, I only have 100 miles left, so you know, of course I'm gonna finish. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the low parts. Um, you know the uh, the first low part, which happened like. At the first aid station or the first cruise spot, mile 20. Um, you know, this is kind of a big part of the story. I, <laughs> but um, I got to, yeah, it was like mile 20, mile 21. I, I guess to take a back step, um, like the week before I went out there, there was a huge snowstorm in Colorado, oh, wow. um, like abnormally huge, and it was fall. So it kind of came out of nowhere. And like all leading up to this, people who followed me on Instagram, who was either out through hiking the Colorado trail or lived along like the cities where the trail went through, you know, for example, Leadville, you know, I had somebody from Leadville text me a picture of the pass that I was going to be going through. And it was just like white capped, fully covered in snow. And this was like four days or something before I was heading out. So like, I was pretty, I I guess as calm as I was, that was a big worry I had that it was going to be super snowy and really slow me down. Um yeah. so anyway, we got to mile 20 and I could see where I was heading. I could see it was covered in snow. Um when I got to mile 20 there was a couple of through hikers there that were heading to Durango. So they just came from the pass that I was about to head to and they told me it was like you know snowy, slushy, muddy, watery, like it was just it was kind of messy. Yeah. Um and basically that way for the next 20 or so miles. And so, um, I sat down, I asked Ben to get me, they're called my, um, the Solomon Alpines yeah. and it's, um, it's a Solomon shoe that has like a built-in waterproof gaiter around the whole shoe that you can just kind of zip up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I asked him to go get that, those <laughs> shoes <laughs> and like a couple minutes later he comes to me. So I, um, you know, my, my style, all my races, which I've changed since this experience um, I used to put all my shoes in like one big bag um, and that was my shoe bag. Yeah. And so, you know, now I have them divided up in a whole bunch of different bags. <laughs> um, Don't put all your he, shoes in one bag, like eggs yeah, in one no basket. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Um, I had a, like 12 pairs of shoes in this bag. Ben came to me and he was like, Hey, um, where did you put your shoes? And I was just like, they're in the bed of my pickup truck. Um, so he went over there and I could see him rugging, rummaging through and then like kind of whispering to everybody else like, Hey, where's my shoe bag? Have you seen my shoe bag? And so like, you know, that piqued my interest. So I got up and we started looking for my shoe bag and you know, there was nowhere to be found. Um, man, Somebody jacked your shoes, man. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, That's like in the moment I was like, so we stayed at a a super eight in Durango the night before. And I um, like, you know, I went through everything with Ben, showed him where everything was. We took stuff out, rearranged stuff. So in my head, I was like, Oh, maybe I like took it out and didn't put it back in and the hotel has it. So like I told Ben, like, go back to the hotel, that they're probably going to have it. So I just threw my shoes on and left and then got to the next aid station, which was like another 20 or so miles away. Um, But yeah, I showed up there and I, you know, came around the corner and I could see them all there and they had a table set out and there was just like three boxes of brand new Solomon shoes. <laughs> and you know, that was kind of my signal that my shoes weren't found. <laughs> so I, I would say, you know, and this isn't, a, this isn't a diss on Solomon, um, it's just, it's different. And this isn't going to be a diss on ultra. I know you're an ultra red team member. Yeah, but it's you like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you know, ultras are great right out of the box. Like I've, I've done all my races and ultras and like brand new, no issues. Yeah. Um, but in my experience, like they wear down quite a bit quicker. Yeah. So it's like kind of a, it's kind of a toss up. Like you get great shoes right out of the box, but they wear down quicker. Yeah. And like my experience with Solomon so far has been, there's a break in period. Um, not necessarily good for me, um, to wear right out of the box in a a hundred mile race or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. They they last longer. So yeah, yeah. there, there's the two differences between the two brands in my opinion. So it it was a struggle for me for those 500 miles to have to wear brand new shoes for, for the entire thing. Yeah. (laughs) It definitely made my feet achy, but I didn't, Oh, go ahead. You should have told Ben to put them on and walk around
0: in them for a while.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. We are the same shoe size. (laughs) Oh, that's cool. (laughs) Yeah. So I ended up, um, my strategy ended up being like, I ended up mostly just doing it all in one pair of shoes Yeah. because in my head, I was just like, like, I'm just, I'll I'll just break this pair in and, you know, in a couple hundred miles, like I'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I ended up doing the majority of the trail in pair of shoes just because I didn't want to try to break in all the other shoes. Holly, <laughs> oh, well, it, it's, um, so I, I had, I had a race. I
0: did the Rouge Orleans from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. And right before the race, uh, my phone was going to be, we had signal. My phone was going to be how to connect to my crew, listening to st- stuff, you know, and keep my brain occupied, went into a restroom, came out. I had put my phone down to change, ran back in, somebody stole it. Uh-huh. And so, so I had to, my dad gave me his phone, old funky phone, you know, just to, for emergencies. I couldn't do anything else with it. So I ran 126 miles with, you know, nothing. Um, so anyway, but that to say is you've got to make a decision when something like that happens. Cause like I was like flustered, there's the race is about to start. I'm like, oh, this is my phone, you know. And, and my dad was like, oh, man, he's going to, you know, their crew me. he's like, oh, man, I don't know what he's going to do. He's going to freak out. And then, you know, I just had to just flip a switch like, OK, what happened has it happened. Uh, it's over, you know, and I remember at aid stations pulling out iPad and tracking the team they turn the phone on or something, you know, whatever. <laughs> anyway, I had to go buy a new phone. But um, yeah. but did you I mean, because that can really derail you mentally if you dwell on it. So did you find you just
1: had to just had to kind of, OK, what's done is done. Well, I mean, I think this brings up a good point. Um, and the the Colorado Trail documentary didn't really show this. Um, and that's probably because, like, like, basically the footage you saw in that video was the only footage we had. Yeah. And that was mostly because, you know, the camera shut off and everybody, like, went into find Mike's shoes mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, the limited footage we had, it made it look like I was just, like, well, this sucks. I gotta keep going. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, I I was pretty upset and it did get in my head. Um, so I think this is important to point out that like, you know, your crew is super, super, super essential to helping you get to the finish because like, you know, like shortly after discovering they weren't there, Ben was just like, like it, it doesn't matter. Like I'll figure this out. Put on your shoes and go, and I'll figure this out, kind of a thing. Yeah. Um. So you know, it was Ben that took control. Yeah. And got me out of there. Whereas, like, if I had like a crew that was just like kind of dilly dallying and maybe was just as pissed as I was, and was like, "Oh yeah, this sucks. How could like, yeah. like, if, you know, if somebody like was there to like bring me down just as much as I was bringing myself down, then who knows, like, how that attempt would have went? But. You know, I had a good crew that took care of me and that's good. Helped me mentally grounded. And, you know, it worked out. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and and bought you a bunch of shoes, man, bought you some shoes. (laughs) Oh, they had my credit card. Oh, okay. Oh, you bought you some shoes. Okay. (laughs) Nice. But I I will give a shout out to Solomon because like when they found out about all of this, they reimbursed me for that. So that's cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah, good deal. Yeah, that's good. They take, taking care
0: of their runners, man, that's good. <laughs> uh, well, um, so um, yeah, you know, I guess uh, yeah, comment you made about you you decide to do something and not you know when you're in the middle of it, you're like, wow, this is really long, you know, because cause, let's let's face it, man, all of our races and stuff, it's so it's kind of like having a baby, I guess, you know, you, you, you forget all the, you see all the smiles and laughter, you forget all the poop and the throw up and everything, you know, it's kind of similar to a race, I think. Yeah, you know? exactly. uh, So we all go into stuff. And then, so, I mean, looking from the documentary, I mean, you, you went into, you, you, you know, smiles and stuff and was good. And then you started facing some, you know, you face some adversity, which man, kudos for, for for going through it, um, you know, and and just keep moving forward. Because as I'm watching it, I knew you finished, and I'm still like, man, I don't think he's gonna finish. You know? <laughs> yeah. even, even though I knew you finished, you know. Um, so talk about like what what is it that I mean? Because you look like you hit some pretty good lows there. You were falling asleep. There was, there's the, the scene that where Ben catches you. You're falling asleep standing up. What what do you do? How do you, what mental tools do you use, man, to, to keep pushing, to keep going to, to, you know, how to, what does Mike, what does Mike McKnight do when he just, everything in him wants to stop to keep moving?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm not, I, I kind of, I get asked this all the time and I, um, I never have a really good answer. It's like not inspiring at all. (laughs) Um, (laughs) but I like, I just, I just do really good at just zoning out. Mm -hmm. Um, and just like not necessarily being present, yeah. um, you know, like, yeah, just zoning out and not thinking about it. But that's, you know, that's not what I did the whole time. There was a, a couple of carrots that I had to hang out there for myself. Um, I remember like the first three days, and I think I said this in the video a couple of times, but like I was just like holding on to being able to see Killian and Sarah, Yeah, um, you know, so that was kind of a carrot to get me to at least that day. Mm um you know to give them the experience to be out there and see that um man but yeah i i don't i don't really like i just zone out and do it and yeah uh, i guess like the thing that i think like i don't think about it like in the moment but like in these kind of conversations like i think i just have this like um in my subconscious but like um I just I've kind of kind of come to learn that the the feelings that I feel like when I DNF like are usually a lot worse than the feelings that I'm feeling in those low parts in the the moment. Yeah. Um, so I usually just like tell myself to get to the next spot, um, sit down, eat some food, take a nap, whatever. And then just like <clears throat> after doing all that, it's usually like you're usually in a little bit of a better of a headspace. Like things might not be perfect, but, but like, you're not as um, miserable as you were like trying to get to that spot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I usually just try to hold out to the next spot, get some food in me and just like, kind of remember that, um, you know, as low as things are, like, I know I'll be low for a few weeks if I end up not finishing this. Yeah. Um, especially when it's like, you know, like at the end of that, like I had those knee issues for the final hundred miles, but like, yeah. you know, for the first 400 miles, it was just like all mental and all fatigue. Like, yeah. you know, if I, if I gave up and came home just because I was tired, then, you know, I definitely would have been upset about that. I know. Yeah. Um, and then also like going back to the crew too, like yeah. you know, there there was a line in there from Ben and it was just after, um, this is one of my favorite parts in the movie, um, I don't, I don't swear a lot, but this film captured me swearing one point. I don't know if you remember the line that I said or not. I don't remember the line. I do remember it happened though. Yeah. <laughs> it was, um, it was day two and it was after my first trail nap. And I like stood up and put my vest on and I was just like, I looked at my pace and I said, this is going to be a long ass week. <laughs> yeah. 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 That yeah.
0: yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I like, and it was at that moment in the movie where there's like some voiceover of Ben talking and he was just like saying, like, we just got to keep assuring him that the FKT is possible, that it's just one step that he just has to get to the next spot. Um, just like assure him of all the good things that's happening. So, you know, again, a lot of it is, um, you know, how motivational and helpful your crew is um, yeah. to help you get through those little spots. Yeah,
0: and, and 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 I ask you that question because some people have like this thing, and and there are some times where I, you know, I I I can pump myself up for a little while and be like, I didn't come here to run whatever miles. I came here to run a hundred and whatever, you know. And, yeah. But, but I, I'm kind of like you though. I just I just keep move, just keep moving, keep doing, keep yeah. you know. Um, and so yeah, I, I don't have much of an inspirational to, you know <laughs> okay. answer for that either. So don't feel bad. It's just you just have to keep keep moving forward and problem solving and yeah do do the thing you know (laughs) just do the next thing you know uh well so okay of course i've never never uh ran that far oh did you did you calculate the total amount of time that you slept during during the whole thing
1: yeah it was like it was five hours at the most (laughs) holy crud dude like 45 minutes a day (laughs) wow um yeah, how much did you hallucinate on five hours total sleep, man? <laughs> um, I didn't have a lot of hallucinations, honestly. Okay. Like the one that's the one that was captured in the video about yeah. the monkeys on the four wheeler. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that, was, that was like that was like one of the only hallucinations I had. Uh, but the thing that was like really really trippy, and actually, um, I remember Courtney experienced the same thing. She put up, or Jamil put up a video of it. But like, um, the deja vu was like to the next level, like for the final two or three days, like I had the, the strongest deja vu. I was just like convinced that like essentially everything that happened to the finish had already happened before. I was like convinced that I was able to pr- predict what was going to happen. <laughs> like, yeah. Like the deja vu was super, super trippy for those final couple of days. Oh man, that's that's weird.
0: Yeah, like like
1: a yeah. Totally been here before, done all this
0: already. I'm having to do it again, and this sucks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I mean, the theme that because like even after I finished, I was just like I like I was trying to convince my wife, and like I think I was trying to convince myself because like I knew that I hadn't done it before, but like I was just so convinced that I had done it before. I was trying to make sense of all. But from what I understand, like, the whole deja vu thing is, like, your brain is processing things so slowly that you're seeing it happen, but you're not processing that it's happening. But once you do process that it's happening, like, you forgot that you've been seeing it, so you thought that... (laughs) I, don't know if that makes sense, I know what you're
0: saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Brain is just, yeah. Hey, another important thing. I mean, when you're that tired and getting in and dealing with those mental things, man, that's another reason your crew's important and pacers for just safety and, and, you know, just
1: keeping you yeah. <laughs> sane, you know, reminding you of reality. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I don't know if you remember at the end of the video or towards the end. Um, remember that one guy like he called me his own personal zombie when he was like filming me yeah yeah i I, like laid down to take a nap and he's like there's your five minutes buddy and then he like got me up like i don't like this was um that was the final night so you know less than 24 hours to go to the finish but like i got up from my nap and i just started walking straight off of the trail into the trees and he had to like (laughs) i don't know if you remember he was like oh no no take it right yeah 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 Yeah, <laughs> yeah so the, i was just out i just started walking so yeah you need a you need a good crew uh, when you're that tired
0: <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome
1: uh so how did it feel i mean when you when you finally
0: got to the finish um of that you know being being so long so physically mentally draining um and then i mean just how how would you describe it just to be done
1: I mean it's just it was a it was a pretty unreal um overwhelming overwhelmingly good um feeling like um that whole those whole seven days um i just like wanted to get into a bed so bad Yeah, yeah like i wanted to throw my covers on i wanted to just sleep without knowing that i was getting up in a couple of hours and in the yeah. middle of this trail, like it was in the dirt. Yeah, <laughs> dirt. Like I was so happy just to be able to, you know, know that I was heading to like I don't even think like like I don't even think I was that excited about getting the FKT. Honestly. You just decided like, you know, to be done. <laughs> I was excited to be done and go get into bed and sleep for the night. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know it was a couple days later where I was just like wow I I, I got it. Yeah. Uh, yeah like Like I just finished, I touched that sign, there was people there that was congratulating me and we were chatting and in my head I was just like, like, (laughs) wrap this up, I wanna go to sleep. Yeah, I mean, I guess like the the feelings were super, super, super positive, but it was mostly just because I knew I could go get in a bed. (laughs) Yeah, mostly relief.
0: (laughs) Yeah, relief. That's a good word. Yeah. Oh, man, that's that's crazy. So uh, there is a bit of a, there's some controversial footage on that YouTube video, Mr. Low Carb Runner eating a donut. (laughs) I got to mess with you on that one. But, Where is it going with this? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no. No, no, and no, I, no. I think it messed with you after, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I. Like everybody jokes with me about it, but I'm convinced that that's what gave me my issues. Um, yeah, it was like mile 400. I woke up. Um, and honestly, I, it was just I, it's I, funny, like mile 400. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Like honestly, I wasn't eating that great for the entire thing. Yeah. I'm sure the altitude had something to do with it. Yeah. But um, I woke up from a nap. It was like seven or eight in the morning, um, and then my whole crew is like eating donuts together. And um, you know, six days in, um, super tired. I was just like, "That looks good. Um, yeah. I'm hungry. I'm not eating that well. It looks good, so I'm gonna eat it." Yeah. Yeah. So he gave me a donut, and I ate it, and that was probably the first donut that I had had in a couple of years. Um, But it was shortly after that um, probably 15 miles after that, where um, I I had a quad issue and I had to like bandage it up. And I basically just did this like limp run hike for the rest of the trail.
0: Um,
1: And so I'm pretty convinced that, so I guess to take a back step um, and the show, the, the video showed this a little bit also, but like I, I did some mobility work throughout the, the the attempt. I was doing like single leg squats. I was doing wall sits on a tree. Like I'm um, glad you brought that up. Cause I was like, you were doing that well into the run, like squatting yeah. and all that stuff. And that's, that's pretty impressive, man. That's- <laughs> yeah. Well, like I'm a big believer in that kind of stuff to help offset injury. And like, I started feeling some, like, tightness where i was like this could turn into something bad so I, I was trying to stay proactive with mobility work to offset that and you know it worked for a couple hundred miles um but yeah so it was shortly after having that donut where it was just like that that weird feeling i was feeling for a couple of days finally just like like my muscle just felt like i just decided to quit altogether and yeah you know, so it was holding up strong but i i'm pretty convinced that that it was <laughs> that much sugar and just that much gluten which i'm not used to just like completely inflamed whatever was going on down there and then i was just done and the devil, down quite a the, bit the devil's in the donuts yep. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. just a mike mcknight shirt the devil's in the donuts it's Yeah, <laughs> it's funny everybody thinks that's super funny to offer me donuts now like <laughs> Yo, you, so funny. You, every race man if there's donuts
0: they're gonna offer it to you man yep. <laughs> oh well 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 congratulations on getting it done though and 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 like i said congratulations on on you know, filming it and having it put, you know, or having people, you know, that they came out and filmed it. And it's cool that you were able to get it filmed, you know, with the three week lead up to it, that somebody said, Hey, I can come out and, and video this thing. That's, that's awesome, yeah. man. That's, that's, You mean, three weeks to get all those people to be able to crew you to film the whole thing. And man, that, that's awesome. Yeah. How it came together.
1: Yeah. Like the people that crewed me, um, you know, <clears throat> I hadn't met the majority of them in person. Um, some of them, like I hadn't ever, like, like one person in particular, like reached out to me, introduced himself and said, I'd love to come crew. You, um, and he spent five days out there. Wow. Um, some people like, you know, that, that lady that ran with me, Nora, who mm-hmm. was with me when I had the donut, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she was on some house hunting trip with her, with her boyfriend and, just happened to be in the area that I was crossing through. So she stopped and she ran like 30 plus miles with me. That's so so cool. yeah, it was just so cool to see how many people just like came together in three weeks to help, help me with this. Um, and then in terms of the, the film, like um, it was just one person that did everything. Um, and this was his first, like, this is his first big project. Like he's done a lot of little stuff just for like fun for some pretty small organizations, but like, this is his first full length thing. Um, he so did yeah, a good like, job. He did a great job I, with it, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just did a podcast. Do you know who Vinny, I never know how to say his last name. It's like, No, I don't think I know who that is. So he, he does a podcast called fitness confidential and he's done a couple of documentaries on Amazon. He's a big low carb advocate okay so he has a documentary on amazon called fat a documentary okay um and these are like like well put together stuff like like a professional crew and um he was even telling me that he feels that you know the person who did this film like did better than the people who did his stuff and it's like he he was just shocked when i told him it was one person and it was like his first thing and hadn't really done anything else before so you know, the guy that did it, did a really, really good job for sure. Yeah. Kudos
0: to him, man. That's especially in, in those conditions and, you know, just yeah. so many variables and, and to be out there and yeah, to catch all that he caught. Yeah. It was great.
1: <laughs> yeah. It great. He his camera equipment and ran with me for a lot of the, a lot of the attempts.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, um, is,
1: is there anybody looking to, that you know of right now looking to try to try to break your FKT already or yeah, there's a guy that um Zach Bitter connected me with that's going for it this fall. Um okay. his name's actually Killian. It's not, oh, it's, yeah. not Killian, it's not but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, he's going out there in a couple of a month or so to go after it. Okay. Cool. That's 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 kind of a neat
0: thing though, how people, you know, get an FKT and then they give advice to the person that could go and break their FKT, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. I think it's cool. It's, it's all the, in an effort to push and see how far we can go, you know, and how much oh, we yeah. can, you know, we can do as humans. So, um, so, um, so let's transition. I mean, that was amazing. I want to encourage everybody to go watch the, the, on youtube the documentary um because because I, I always like to share the the good the bad the ugly and everything else like i said before because uh i shared i did a whole podcast on my cra- called it crash and burn at moab and i you even got a, a shout out there because i talked about you being at the aid station trying to trying to help me bringing me salty potatoes and uh you know watching me run and throw up you know what so 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 that i could uh, finish but i, I I, I DNF, you know, I got too far behind. I was dehydrated. Um, uh, just, I was in a, just a bad spot. And, uh, I, could I have gone on? Um, if my wife wasn't there, maybe, <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: uh-huh. but, but, um, uh anyway so uh, by the way thank you for that thank you for being there and thank you for trying to uh you know for your support and help you know because you were there you you were over that whole aid station and you were there trying to get me to eat some things and trying to help me problem solve and i I really do appreciate that um you know uh but yeah yeah and uh just like you said when you dnf that i was i had a pity party i ain't gonna lie dude i cried like i had a tear going down my face when i when it when it was done like and um and th- but then it turned into a fire, and uh, I'll be back this year and it's gonna get done, you know. I'm, I, yep. I, I learn from my mistakes, and you know, I'm training like a crazy person. And so, um, anyway, that being said, uh, you know, there's a big year for a brand new race, the Coca 250. And, um, you know, I it was, um, yeah, uh, Jamil, I, I just have to say, like, the coverage and stuff was amazing. Like, I, I was surprised. I knew I knew they were gonna have some coverage and all that, but when I was like, dude, they got drones and they're yeah. like, you know, and have people wherever they could. Oh it was I was impressed. Um and so you those
1: drones I, made it hard, dude. Really? Like well I just mean like, you Distraction? know Distraction <laughs> No, like, you know, you get it, you're a chill runner. Like yeah. sometimes you have to go to the bathroom and oh yeah like didn't even a couple times that. when I was getting ready to go to the bathroom and I could hear a drone somewhere. So I like, I had to hold it until that drone was gone. <laughs> I, I didn't even, th-
0: I didn't even think about that, man. That's yeah. hilarious. <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah. Oh man. It's like um my buddy, have you ever met Dax Hawk? No, I haven't met him. No. So yeah, he's, he's a baller. He did the triple crown the same year I did it in 2019, oh, okay. um, but he did Coca-Dona and um, like, you'll have to, I'll have to send you a, clip to when it happened but like a drone caught him just like throwing up like so much oh, no. <laughs> yeah like he caught the whole stream and everything so it's like you know I, I you know it can be embarrassing but whatever
0: i guess you know that there's a part of me that like it's it's really cool that that we at home can watch it but you know i guess part of it too the part of it, we love to run the trails we like to get out in nature and get away and if yeah. you got i don't know it's i don't know I guess I haven't been on a trail like that where you've got cameras and stuff and have to deal with that. Cause, um, and how that, I mean, I don't know. I, we, run trails to run trails. And if you yeah. got all that, it could mess with you a little bit, especially if you got to go to the bathroom.
1: <laughs> yeah. That was the only negative thing about it. Like, okay, all right, yeah, it was cool though, that that they were able to do all that. Yeah. Sure. So, um, h- hang on.
0: What's that? I'm recording. <laughs> My wife's scared to say something. I don't know. I
1: need a Band-Aid.
0: Oh, okay. I can't. I don't have have a Band-Aid. No, I don't. I don't have a Band-Aid. She's got a cut finger and needs a Band-Aid. Oh, no. Okay. Hi. He said hi. Okay. Now I got to edit. (laughs) Tag gummit. Sorry, Mike. It's okay. I'm not going to edit. I'm going to leave it in there. So, uh, that was Jennifer. Um, So, um so Coca-Dona 250, uh the the first year and I and you know it was kind of neat ahead of time because uh like Jamil, they they ran portions of the course. Um how much homework did you do on it, you know, ahead of time when just kind of <laughs> I see you smirking. Is that, did, you, did you just like I'm gonna run 250 miles? Yeah. <laughs> I don't do homework, dude. <laughs> okay, <laughs> got you. Um, so, all right, because because he had a lot. I mean, they ran a lot of sections of it, and and you know, and all that. So, uh, tell me about you know wh- what were your thoughts uh, on the race, and and you know uh, share with you know you you know you didn't have your you didn't have a good race, and and you know mm-hmm. what happened, and what'd you learn from it.
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, I didn't do any homework. Um, I so. Oh, where to start. <laughs> um, that race so I'm in northern Utah um, and that race was in May, first week of May. And you know northern Utah we're you know we're pretty all over the place with our weather. So I remember um, leading into that race like a few days before I left here to go to Arizona we had a snowstorm here. Oh, wow. So it was, it was still pretty chilly here. Um, the days where I heat trained and threw on some layers like it was like in the 40s maybe. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah. like, it was really hard for me to heat train for this race. Yeah, um, Like, you know, it was mid nineties for it. So it was a hot race and it was just kind of a big, like on off switch for me. Yeah. Um. So, you know, I remember I was nervous for the heat and then, you know, even though I didn't do any homework, I had some friends who were like doing the race that like messaged me and they're like, what do you think about that one section? That's like. 23 miles and 8,000 feet of climbing with no aid. And so like, you know, they, they're the ones that informed me about that section. So yeah, I didn't even know yeah. there. Yeah, my better, um, my better do something about that. <laughs> uh, so I, I, I was nervous for that section just because of how brutal it sounded. Yeah, um, And that was definitely the section that threw me off my my game, you could say. Um, but yeah, it was like mile 11 to mile um. 33, 34. That's right. It was right at the beginning. Yeah. Right at the beginning. Um, and yeah, like I remember when I left that aid station, I was looking around and I was like, this, is like, there's got to be a mistake because I, I can't see 8,000 feet of climbing ahead of me. Like, where is this going to happen? But it, it was there. Like, it was- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I remember leaving that aid station and I wasn't as prepared as I should have been. Like, I, and I guess the other thing too, taking a back step, um, they advertised the race as like 29,000 feet of gain. Um, yeah. so similar to Moab, yeah. but then like a month or two before the race, they sent out an email and they're like, actually, it's going to be about 45,000 feet of elevation. That's <laughs> yeah, yeah. A, a little difference. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I remember thinking of that too. I was like, so you know, maybe more than Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. More than Bigfoot. But I remember leaving, and I was like, "Maybe they were slightly wrong, and it's closer to twenty nine thousand feet like I don't yeah. see how this is possible, yeah um but yeah, that section took me oh, it took me like six or seven hours, probably, um, and it was just a hot section. there was no coverage whatsoever, um except for like a few large cactuses that you could like <laughs> lay your head underneath to try and get some shade like uh-huh. it was it was a hard section for sure. And I, I ran out of water, um, and had to go without water for about two and a half hours. Um, and you know, being, yeah, yeah, being straight up, being in the heat, being out of water, like I was moving so slow and getting super depleted. And I took a lot of like power naps in that section, like more than I've ever taken in another race before, just because I was like trying to like reset my mind and just be able to keep going. Um, And yeah, I remember crawling under those like few big cactuses and getting my head out of the sun just so I could have a little bit of relief from that sun. Oh
0: Um,
1: I ended up like um, I take this, the electrolytes I take, it's called Redmond Relight. Mm. Um, And it's like, yeah, it's like five calories in it, but it's mostly just like the electrolytes, sodium, potassium and magnesium. And I remember like I had a few single serve serving packets in my pack and i ended up ripping those open and just dumping those in my mouth like with no water like trying to like save myself basically i was like wow i, mean, if I can't get water i'm at least going to get electrolytes kind of a thing yeah um, and like you know all of it just like built up in my gums <laughs> and in my teeth just oh, man. so so dense with salt yeah and I to, like swish around juices in my mouth and like try and get wet so i could swallow it like it was a long nasty process, but, um, I just got super behind in that section, but I got to mile 34 or so and sat down and probably drank like two liters of water, yeah. um, went to the next aid station, which was only like 40 minutes from that aid station and drank another couple liters of water. And, you know, between all that, I felt really good. And I was probably in like 20th place or something at that point. <clears throat> yeah. And this was about four, 5. PM at night on the first night. After I left that aid station and by the next morning when the sun had come up, I I moved from 20th to second place and was about three miles behind first and just spent that whole next day trying to catch him. And it was another hot day. And, um, you know, I noticed I started noticing that my urine was brown and at some point it was red. Um, which was kind of alarming, yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> <yes. laughs> yeah. kind of as in very, <laughs> yeah, very alarming. But I was just like pounding the water, trying to stay on top of it. But I think I just got so far behind, it was kind of too late. Um, I got to about mile 130 the next day, about 5 p.m., so day two, 5 p.m., and I caught first at this point. Um, and I was feeling kind of out of it, but like seeing that I caught first gave me a little bit of a boost and I ended up leaving that aid station ahead of him. But it was probably three miles into that next section where it was just, um, I stopped sweating and uh, my core temperature was skyrocketing. Um, I started getting the chills. Um, I started like acting really weird. Like I remember I got really emotional and just started like crying uncontrollably. (laughs) Like I was just, I was in a really weird state, um, got to the next aid station. Um, pretty out of it. Jeff Browning, my coach, he was supposed to be pacing me the next day and he saw that I was, you know, he saw something was up. So he called me and heard everything that was going and he, he advised me to quit. Um, and I wasn't going to, but he, um, he connected me with an ultra runner named Luke Nelson who is a, like, he's a professional runner. He, he's done a lot of big stuff, but he's also a physician's assistant. Yeah. Um, he called me and I told him all my conditions I was having. And, you know, he, he told me that if he was volunteering at that aid station, then he would, um, he would pull me that he wouldn't even let me go. Um, and he just basically painted the picture that he thought I had rhabdo And if I was to keep going that, um, if I hadn't already done permanent damage, then I would do permanent damage. Um, you know, there's, we, we know a mutual runner who, who pushed it too much and did permanent damage. And that was like 10 years ago. And he still to this day has issues with his kidneys when he does ultras. So, you know, after talking to him and probably three or four hours later, I, I finally pulled the plug and they told me to go to the ER, which I did. And um, yeah, I, I had rabdo. She kept me there for a day, giving me a bunch of fluids and, and yeah, that's how it all ended. Well, I mean, thank, thank God for, you know, Jeff and and him
0: connecting you because you, I mean, you you made the smart decision by shutting it down. I mean, yeah. you, you know, and you know that and it's, 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 it sucks, but but you got to make that choice sometime. I mean, you've got, you got a lot of running left to do, man, <laughs> you know, you know and, and we've got to remind ourselves of that, you know, when we get in a bind like that, that, you know, it's what we do. We enjoy it, but sometimes, you know, life is more important. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, so with that being said, are you, uh, do you have a desire to go back and, and try to go back and, 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 and finish
1: yeah, I'm signed up for next year. Oh, you are. Okay, okay. Oh, I did yeah. see that. I did see that. Yeah. That's – yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm signed up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, business. Even told,
1: I even told Jamil, um, you know, obviously do what you need to do. at your race. But I was like, you know, you have one vote for me to keep the course the same because I – don't make that don't make that 23 mile section any easier like I <laughs> I, I want to finish the the course that I didn't finish <laughs> <laughs> that's that, that's that's something man that yeah uh
0: well I heard you know I mean and and that's it's so hard to do any you know long race like that but I, I heard they were having to extend some of the cutoffs you mm-hmm. know during the race just because of the nature of you know of, of the race itself and you yeah. know I mean, the first year you put it on, you, you're you learning. You're learning, you know, what's really hard and all that. So, so I mean, kudos to them for not just saying, "Well, yeah, it sucks to be you." <laughs> you didn't get to, you know, for extending it and try to, you know, give people the chance to finish. So, um, what 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 are you going to do differently uh, next time?
1: Um, yeah. So I <clears throat> um, I hate running with bladders. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the last time I ran with a bladder, but for that. Like, I I just feel like it was that section that slowed me down. Yeah. Um, So I guess there's a couple of things. One for that, I'm going to start the race with a bladder and I'm going to, I'm going to freeze it the night before. So that way it's just going to melt throughout that section and just be on my back, keeping me cool. And then I can just have a nice drip of cold water as it's melting. Um, So I'm going to carry more water in a bladder on that section. And then I, (sighs) this is kind of probably revealing, um, well, I guess the other thing too is I'm going to go stay in Arizona for two weeks before to get yeah. used to the heat. Um, but the other thing is, and this is like revealing on, um, my personality, <laughs> but, uh, I'm like, like, I, I don't want to self-diagnose myself with OCD, but I show characteristics <laughs> of OCD. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and in one of those ways, like I'm always like, like you can ask my wife. Like I change my outfits throughout the day three or four times because it's not matching enough, or <laughs> I get a little bit of a stain on the shoulder, and I can't stop looking at it. So, like I chose to look more fashionable for that race than to like um, take care of myself. So yeah, yeah, What I mean by that is like next year I'm gonna have like one of those full brim hats on. Like I'm gonna, <clears throat> I, I'm not gonna really care about you know, necessarily how I look. Yeah. Like that. Moab this year, man, I'm wearing yeah. it, dude. <laughs> those things, and they, like Those things are magical. Um, I, I just, I ended up wearing one for a hundred mile race, like a few weeks later. And, um, so yeah, I'm not going to care about the fashion that I'm going to cover myself. So I'm not getting too hot. Um, and with that too, like I, I don't wear sunscreen that much. Um, I don't know why I just don't, Yeah. Um, I, I seem to tan pretty easy. Um, I don't get like sunburns don't bother me that much, but like, I remember during this race, like I got pretty fried. Um, and I just realized while I was fried, like how much hotter I felt because of how fried I was Yeah. So like, you know, I'm going to lather up the sunscreen. I'm going to like cover myself. So the sun's not hitting me at all. Um, so yeah. No, that's good, man. And and that's one of the things if we, if we learn from
0: our failures, you know, and learn from Start from, the, you know, when we don't get our, oh, don't I hate to say failure, but don't accomplish what we want to okay. accomplish. Yeah, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's a failure, I'll call yeah. it a failure. Okay,
0: all right, yeah. Uh, it is what it is, but, you know, if we learn and come back and 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 get better because of it, then, you know, it, it's worth something. It means something, you know, yeah, if, it lights, exactly. if it lights that fire. Um yep. Yeah. So, um, all right. So I, I did also notice you've got uh, the bear coming up. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna do like okay. that's like two weeks before Moab. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't okay. I didn't I didn't even uh, look at the date. I just saw it. But you're yeah, and you're doing Moab, so I'll, Yeah I'll, be, I'll chase you at Moab. Yeah, we'll be so. together. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You 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 crushed the you know the two hundreds when you did the triple, so and you've you've got some pretty good experience out there. So I'll see you at some point, you know, during the wherever, but I'll be finishing the triple, so yeah, uh, depending awesome, on what, what, depending on what you got going on before that, uh, you know, um, definitely be be fun to chase you though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for you. The triple's awesome.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm really excited. It's one of those things that. Uh, when I first heard of it, I, I couldn't get it out of my brain. Like yeah. I could not. And, um, you know, a lot of things had to happen for me to be able to do it. And so they all fell into place, kind of like your Colorado Trail. And so I'm really excited. And um, yeah, so, okay. So here, it, from somebody who's done it and crushed it, what's, you know, what's your top, top advice for somebody who's going into the Triple Crown?
1: Um, I mean, most of my advice is, um, for new beginners at the 200 mile distance, but you're definitely not that you, you have 200 mile experience. Um, so I'd say for like the triple as a whole, um, like the, the time in between. Um, so I guess I'll give you an example first. Um, And I guess this is going to be me trying to get you to go back to low carb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, And, you know, if you've heard any other podcasts I've done, I definitely like don't say that low carb is like the straight and narrow that's for everybody. Right. Um, I will venture out sometimes and say that I think it makes the most sense in my mind to do for certain things. Um, I think it makes the most sense for something like the triple crown of 200s. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: and so like going back to 2017, when I did the triple crown for the first time, um, you know, I had that mindset of, I just need calories. It doesn't matter what the calories are. Mm -hmm. Um, I was still like, I was still low carb. That was the beginning of my low carb phase, like my journey, whatever. Yeah. Um, but I used racing as an excuse to like, kind of binge and eat whatever I wanted. Yeah. And so, you know, 2017, I, um, I didn't watch what I ate at all. Like I I had a bunch of fried processed junk between all three races. My inflammation was super high. Um, I didn't, I didn't run really at all between any of those races because I was so inflamed and tight and sore. Um, I went into Tahoe and Mohab just like worried because like, like I just didn't feel good. I was worried something would happen. And then in 2019, like I was super strict. I ate a lot of low f- f- foods, low infl- inflammation. Um, you know, a bunch of vegetables, a bunch of red meat. I had some fruit to kind of help with my recovery, but no processed sugary junk. Yeah. Um, and like I was like basically running four or five days after each race. Um, so, so I yeah. guess the point I'm trying to make is just like focus a lot on, um, eating good foods and I'll let you choose whatever that is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I think that, you know, vegan, vegetarian, low carb, whatever it is, I think we can all agree that like the processed stuff isn't going to be yeah. beneficial. Yeah. So, you know, eat foods low, low processed foods, um, a lot of whole foods and then just, um, focus on active recovery. So, you know, I think, I think yeah. I got out only for 45 minutes to an hour each day in between each race, nothing more than that. Um, yeah. just enough to keep the blood moving to help with, um, you know, yeah, to help with the blood moving and to help to help stay in shape, but also um, not overdoing it. Um, take a lot of care of yourself too. Like, you know, go get some dry needling done, Mm -hmm. um, do a lot of stretching, do a lot of massage, like with the massage gun. Um, but yeah, like between the two years, like for me, it was just like the first year was like, I just need to sit and recover. Um, versus the second year it was like, I need to recover, but I can do that while being active. Yeah. So, you know, just, just be sure that you're still keeping mobility up and stuff in between and eating some, some good, clean food. You catch up on your sleep too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the, the plan, you know, just uh, re- recover between the two, but, but I, and I believe hundred percent in active recovery, you, know, you yeah. know, moving, keep moving. Cause things stiffen up a lot when you don't. Well, I appreciate that, man. And um, you know, definitely going to do that. Well um, before we uh, close out, we've got to talk about something that you posted recently about 2022. um, So Let's, let's talk about that, man. Uh, Mike's like, did the Colorado trail. Let's go big or go home. So
1: what's, what's, what's happening in 2022? Yeah. I'm, um, I've always wanted to try the Appalachian trail. So I'm going for that next year. Nice. Um, Yeah. It's yeah. Going for the Appalachian trail. I'm, um, I'm doing it. I, I, uh, I'm affiliated with a nonprofit that, uh, that raises adoption grants for orphans who have down syndrome. Awesome. And so, you know, this whole thing is going to be to raise awareness for that. Um, you know, I'm doing a lot of planning on how to like get past orphans that this organization has helped be adopted. I'm trying to figure out ways to get them involved. Um, so it's definitely going to be like, you know, going after an FKT, but it's also going to be really purpose-driven and, um, you know, on behalf of, some children who are less fortunate than I am. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, um,
0: I I know you got, you got plenty of time to, you still got time to plan and when are you planning on doing it? Like, do you have a set time or.
1: Yeah. I mean, I was originally looking at spring of next year, but I, uh, I messaged Carl Meltzer Mm -hmm. who holds the FKT for, um, South and North. I think so. Yeah, south and north, because that's the one I'm going after. So okay, okay. Yeah, Carl has the one from South to North. And he told me that he started in July, which is when he suggests that I start. Um, you know, in my mind that didn't make sense because July is the hottest time of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was just saying, you know, it's always hot out there. Um and for him, he would he rather deal with heat than the bugs. And yeah. I guess like on the the Appalachian show, like in that spring and fall time, the bugs are pretty horrendous. Yeah. Um, so, so as of right now, I'm looking at starting, um, end of July of next year. Okay. And you answered my other question, South
0: to North. So, uh, yeah. that, and, and you're going for the supported FKT, yeah. right? Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, man, that's, uh, be excited to see that, that unfold. And, uh, um, uh, We'll be cheering you on. Uh, hopefully, you you know, we'll get to follow along and uh, see it as it happens, man. And I, I, I don't know. What,
1: what is the FKT right now? What is it? Yep. AT? Carl's is 45 days. Okay. Just a little over 45. Okay. Um, I always, when I always do things, I always have, my obviously the goal is 44 days and 23 hours. Yeah. But yeah. I always have like a goal where I'm like, it would be pretty epic if I could do this. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping. So the, the FKT from north to south is like 41 days okay. um, it's a little over 41 days so in my mind i'm like it'd be super cool to be the first person to to do it in under 40 days so yeah that's kind of like the big stretch goal so yeah. yeah
0: yeah hey might as might, i mean might, might as well you know and if you gotta back it off a little bit that's cool but if not think about if you get it you know <laughs>
1: Yeah, <so. laughs>
0: it's pretty amazing well um hope uh I know you're, I mean, you're going to have to try. Are you going to try to plan some trips to get out there ahead of time and, and run on the trail a little bit?
1: I mean, the logical side of me says that I should do that. But, um, <laughs> Jurich you know, didn't do it. My, my MO is just, um, like knowing as little bit about the trail as I can. <laughs> um, like with the Colorado trail, dude, like I literally knew nothing about it. Um, yeah. like I remember, So the the one part I knew about it was the San Juans and that's just because I've gone out to hard rock every year just to like spectate and kind of hang out on the course. Yeah. Um, So I knew the San Juans were pretty beasty, and like the majority of the San Juans are like 12,000 feet. It's pretty high up. Yeah. Um, So I remember when I got out of the San Juans um, I was talking to Ben at one of the crew spots and I made some kind of comment about being happy about finally starting to drop down to like a lower altitude and, you know, it was, it was day three so in the middle of the Colorado trail that I was made aware that the entire Colorado trail is like above 10,000 feet. <laughs> 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 yeah. I had no idea. So, um, I, I've just learned that the less I know, the better I do. If yeah. I know too much, then I overanalyze, but if I just like get out there and just like deal, deal with it anything. yeah so i don't, I don't think i'm gonna go out and look at anything Yeah, yeah. ignorance is bliss and Mike's smiling yeah. that's
0: cool no and everybody operates differently because some people love to get into the minutiae of it and plan yeah. and you know and um some people just do better just kind of in the moment you know dealing with the whatever the trail throws at your conditions so yeah
1: yeah I found, I used to be like that, like very um, detail oriented, but I found that like, if you're, if you're a perfectionist or show qualities of OCD, maybe um, that like, I would like, for example, at Western States two years ago, um, like I had like a split chart, like an ABC split chart. um, Like I had a memorized and like, whenever I, like at the point where I started to get off of those splits, both all three a b and c yeah like i started like kind of like self-sabotage and like like what's the point like you know mm. i'm already like there's no hope for me kind of a thing and like i probably finished two or three hours slower than i would have if i just like didn't worry about that and tried to bounce back yeah so you know <clears throat> being detail oriented and detail oriented is not like my style i found that i just gotta have low expectations and um or high expectations, but like not number specific expectations. And just kind of go out there and run according to how I feel and, you know, kind of have confidence that I'll bounce back and do good on some days and have some bad days. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: it's working for you, man, with the, you know, with the things
1: that you've accomplished.
0: And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm excited. I I love following, following you, man. You're good. You're a good guy. And I like that you, you know, put your stuff out there and uh you know looking forward to seeing what happens and i i, I hope i hope you crush the hope you crush the at man
1: <laughs> i hope you
0: crush the triple thank you I'm, I'm we're gonna we're gonna do it we're gonna yeah i'm training man i'm, I'm training harder than i ever have so uh, if it. i if i don't then whatever but i, I want it bad so <laughs> i love uh, it uh well well mike i like I know you're a busy guy, man. And I appreciate you uh, taking the time to visit and uh, you know, let's not wait another 81 episodes before we do it again. All right. <laughs> yeah, we won't. <laughs> all right, man. Well, thank you, brother. I
1: appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you.